I think we really got something here. It's like, no, that's not a thing. You gotta tell them that you ate your ex. We are some creative guys. Are we about to kiss? No. Hello, and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven, coming in. The year is 2021, and we are back and better than ever with a new camera and new ideas. And uh, maybe some of the same ideas. We we got a, a couple new ideas sprinkled in there, yeah. but it's a new year, sort of new us. I, let's just go with it, all right? Let's just roll with it. We're going to see how this goes. It's been a while since we recorded, so... Yeah, so it's probably going to be an awkward episode. We <laughs> forgot how to do podcasts. Yeah, I already feel a little rusty. But that's okay, because you know when I got my great Baker Mayfield jersey to represent Cleveland Browns? It's definitely a Baker Mayfield jersey, not a Brian Hoyer jersey. Yeah, exactly. Because if this guy knows one thing, it's football. It's definitely big guys tackling big guys. He big did fan. play fantasy football this year. Yeah, so. and I, I came in fourth place. <laughs> and honestly, I should have done better than that. To be honest, if we're, if we're gonna be and during the regular season, I came in first place. I, I I was thinking going into the playoffs, the one person I didn't want you to face was the person that you had to face. Yeah, <laughs> and I barely lost too. It's a pretty big bummer, but it happens. And it does happen. Doesn't mean that twenty twenty one is not going to be great. All right, we uh we didn't have the best twenty twenty, just to put it mildly. So twenty twenty one, if nothing else, at least EMG's videos will look better. That's the hope. You can see, hopefully now, that we got a new camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably see it on Steven. If you watch Steven's YouTube videos, this camera is preem. Yeah, and it's going to look better, too, once I figure out the lighting and stuff like that. that that's one new thing. My word, I use the word preem, right? Yeah, I, I got that like from it, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. What does it mean? Let's uh, definition. It's just like... Uh, I don't know. It's like really cool. It's like, <laughs> there we go. It's classic. Like, Using new words. It's like crisp. Ah, oh, nice. That's really sick, dude. It's yeah. really preem. Okay. I okay. It's like uh, mint condition. Mint. I don't like that at all. Mint condition. It's preem. But what I do like uh, is let's let's hop into some questions <laughs> towards the top of the show here. Transitions on point. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 just let's do the questions at the top of the show, and then we'll talk a little bit about like you know, where we've been the last month. All right. Let me pull these questions up. They're really good. To start off, and thank you to those of you who wrote in to the show, did you like doing crafts as a kid, and what's something cool you made? You want to go ahead? Sure. I did like doing crafts. I guess it depends on what you consider to be crafts, but I was big on those, you know, pipe cleaners? They're like those little metal sticks that have like a fuzziness on the outside of them yeah i was really big on those so i would make just like anything i could out of that out of pipe cleaners (laughs) and i also really liked construction paper so i would take construction paper and like glue it into a house or just like different shapes and stuff like that those were like my two favorite and then if you really want to stretch it i used to play with Play-Doh, I don't know if that counts as... Is that counts art and craft? Mm. That's a craft? Probably not. No. So we'll just leave it at those two. Those are my two favorites. In fifth grade, I took a 3D miniatures uh, summer class. So we got to make things out of clay. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. I made uh, the scene from uh, the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire where he does the backflip over the glider. So... Mm. In the end of the movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like made this platform that was the debris from the abandoned apartment that they were in and then i put the green goblin up up against a a wall and then i made the glider and then spider-man was flipping over the top of it but it was really hard because you had like these little poles that could put the the clay um figurines on top of so that they could say stay suspended above the platform but the the models that i made were a little too heavy for it Mm. so it was. I didn't do well with it, but I I did enjoy that class. Um, I also did a lot of like cardboard paper cutouts and stuff like that. Although I wasn't a big fan of gluing things. It just yeah, get too sticky. And Dude, I was more of a. I became more of a glue stick person because I feel like you you didn't have to be as skilled to use a glue stick. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you did the the squirt bottle, it just got yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And even if you did glue properly, you just felt like. There was something a little more sloppy about using the glue bottle. Mm-hmm. 
At least to me, it felt that way. And I did like, if it counts as arts and crafts, making gingerbread houses. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll count that. That's the kind of stuff I still do now. I also like, um, I'm a big color pencils guy. So anytime that you could do some artwork on the arts and crafts and, and color it in or something, mm-hmm. I was a big color pencils guy. I didn't like crayons too much um, or markers. Color pencils felt natural to me. They felt good. Oh, 100 paid, dude. 100 bring it back 100 paid, dude. That was like a big thing. Bring it back. <laughs> that was the big thing? Yeah, here's and here's another thing about this camera, too, that I, I, I remembered the first time I tried to record with it. I forgot you're not supposed to look at the screen above it. You're supposed to actually look at the lens. I, yeah. I, I didn't do that the first time, so I had to like re-record a video I did. Isn't that fun? That's super fun. It's really fun. All right, you guys are here in our process live. We're actually not doing this episode live, which is, an, is a difference mm-hmm. between... 2020 and 2021 because in the past obviously mm-hmm. we, we could were... technically like maybe bring back doing it live on instagram possibly at some no point. we're never gonna do that okay, ever we'll again. never do it it's been decided brandon <laughs> makes he calls all the shots on live i'm the streaming. host <laughs> ever since brandon became a big twitch guy now he calls the shots on all live streaming oh whoa 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 don't tell them about my okay, affiliation all right i won't talk about it um okay what makes a sandwich a sandwich is a hot dog a sandwich Hot dog is not a sandwich because sandwich is a philosophy. <laughs> and as a philosophy, you can just kind of tell when something is or is not a sandwich. And a hot dog it never gets referred to as a sandwich by society, so why would it be a sandwich? There's it's a difference between like a, you know, there's squares, there's rectangles, there's things that define them. The in the exact definition of uh, a sandwich, it doesn't need to say that it that a hot dog can be a sandwich because, as I said, a sandwich is more of a philosophy than anything else. You know what? That That's a good point is anytime that someone asks this question, no one ever actually looks up the definition of sandwich. So let's yeah. look it up. Um, sandwich definition. I'm and telling for, you. For the record, I agree. Yeah, I, hot dog is not a sandwich. Uh, cheeseburgers are not a sandwich. They're, sandwiches are different, okay? Exactly. A sandwich. An item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them eaten as a light meal. But here's the thing. <laughs> over time, words evolve. <laughs> and over time, sandwich does not... It never, ever Guys, said that a hot dog was a sandwich. Oh, no. <laughs> Under pictures of sandwiches. <laughs> the second one is a hot dog. Yeah, but that's that's that happens all the time. You look up something and you're like... If you type in don't, or if you type in not an elephant, what are you gonna get pictures of? Elephants. Dude, it's the same concept. You get things that you didn't look up. It's true. So people were probably like, hot dogs are not sandwiches. So guess what? When Google has the word sandwich, it's looking for hot dogs too. Let me ask you this. Jimmy John's, they have an unwitch lettuce wrap. Is that a sandwich? Not a sandwich. It's an unwitch. <laughs> Which, you know, un. The prefix un represents that it's not a sandwich. Okay. I suppose by the definition, the the bread, you need to have the bread for sure. Come on, guys. Stump us here. You're but, making this easy on us. But the the hot dogs, it's not even like sandwich bread. It's You can't just throw any kind of bread in there. Well, if I do pizza crusts and, and then put some meat in between, what, is pizza a sandwich now? Clearly not. I mean, use, use Are some- Are calzones a sandwich? People need to just exercise some common sense is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, too. Obviously, there is a, a distinction. You know it when you see it. And hot dogs are not a sandwich. Burgers are not a sandwich. Unwitches are not a sandwich. Sandwiches are sandwich. We cleared the air on that one. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that <laughs> This is the definitive podcast for defining sandwiches. That was actually a part of the rebranding in 2021. Yeah, we were like, where can we find a niche? Uh, let's talk about sandwiches. Yeah, we're always trying to find a niche because that's one thing we definitely don't have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this one I think will probably lead into the remainder of the episode, so we wanted to have this question uh, last. Definitely not least, though. Uh, Any new aims for 2021, and how is 2021 so far? Let's actually start with the last one. How is 2021 so far for you? So far, it's definitely not off to as good a start as 2020 was because 2020, I feel like the first – few months were good like uh my birthday then brandon moved to chicago uh i went to florida on a vacation so i got off to a pretty good start but i i will say the momentum feels like it came back a little bit since 2020 ended very bland like 2021 
feels like it's off to a better start. I know in terms of like our country, we've been dealing with a lot of stuff still. But if we're going to go from just like my personal life standpoint, I feel like 2021 is off to an okay start. And a big part of it is because I actually, at the end of 2020, took a step back from all the things I was working on and planned for 2021. So I feel a lot more directed in terms of how I'm doing content and a lot of things in my life. And I feel like it, like laying that foundation has made me feel better about 2021 so far. And you would say that that kind of started at towards the end of the year. Yeah. It was basically like some of the things I did at the end of 2020 have made me uh, in a better start to 2021. Gotcha. Um, for me, I would agree actually with that idea that this year has actually started worse <laughs> for me than it, it started last year. Uh, I remember last January um, was actually pretty smooth for me because I was going to be moving. So I pretty much just, I wasn't in school. I worked, um, but that was pretty much it. And it was just like getting ready to move to Chicago. I had my birthday, um, just kind of chilled for a month before leaving. And then I moved and February was sick. Like I had a, a blast in Chicago in February. We, we actually went some places, did some things. And uh, then obviously the pandemic hit. But um, I guess leading up to that, things were going pretty darn tootin'. This year, a rocky start. You know, some things happen that uh, I have to kind of roll with. Now, I did have one really big thing happen. Um, I became a Twitch affiliate, which if you're not aware uh, Twitch affiliate uh, basically means I get ad revenue. You can subscribe to me and get uh, one of my personal emotes. Um, and basically, I just I stream a lot now. It's a big part of my content creation. So we I play games and um, also just have some kind of podcast-esque conversations um, while live streaming. So that's been really fun. But, uh, but yeah, there's some things that I think... 2021 has started off with that are going to be adjustments and and learning experiences um but uh i i I do feel like there is a certain momentum that's going to lead into the the rest of the year just just like you do i feel like certain things have started to cultivate um or develop that that will be really big going forward um in terms of the aims. What what are you aiming for in 2021? I guess we could talk individually and then collectively. Mm-hmm. So things that I uh, – well, one of the things that I did was I bought some more weights from my apartment. So I wanted to make my apartment feel like an actual gym. Since I have not been going to a gym, I've had to kind of do all of my workouts at home for the last almost year at this point. So I wanted to make my apartment feel like a place where I could get a good workout in. So I added some weights, and now I've actually got like a decent little setup here. So I'm pretty pumped on that. That's something that when my physical health feels good, I feel like I'm more creative. It just everything kind of flows on top of each other. So that's a big thing. Also, what I learned at the end of last year, which is that I need to give myself breaks from time to time. And before, I just I hated the idea of breaks. I always felt like if I gave myself a break, someone was, was going to get ahead of me. But I realized that it was starting to get detrimental. Like, I mean, I, I started not feeling good, actually, toward the end of the year. Uh, so another thing I'm, I'm really trying to do is just being smarter about how I take my breaks. My breaks can be used. Like, I, I, I can break from going live all the time on, on YouTube or, or always having to put out a video and actually take the time to decompress a little bit or take the time to just do something else that could be valuable, like mapping out what I want my videos to be over the next month, which is something that I, I've i been doing, which is planning ahead for my videos. Like I have like my next eight videos mapped out, which is something I never did before. And it, it is a lot less stressful. So I'm trying to just take some of the stress of content creation away because it shouldn't be stressful. Like this is fun. I enjoy doing this and, and everything that I can do to help it be more fun, I'm all about. So this year I'm really focusing on my YouTube channel. And to do that, I felt like I needed to make the, the tech easier, more efficient, look better, like make all that part as easy as possible, and then plan ahead with my ideas. And, and I almost feel like in some ways we've been the inverse of what we were last year because um, I'm on Twitch all the time. Like I'm streaming at least five days a week, uh, four-plus hours 
So I'm like constantly doing something and I think that you're being more calculated. Whereas I feel like last year it was a little more flipped. Like I think that you were bust, busting out content a lot more, but now you've kind of stepped back and are more patient um, with, I guess, cultivating what you want to create and stuff, um, which is kind of a, just an interesting thing now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, I like, I will just say I, I love even your first video that you released this year with this new camera. Uh, I'm excited to see how this podcast turns out with it as well. But uh, I think that the direction you're going in, I'm really pumped about. And um, we also did a video together already this year. Yep. So I'm excited for people to see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's ho- something hopefully we'll be able to do much more often is is uh, collaborate. Because I, I think we did a little bit in the beginning of last year, but then the pandemic hit. And I think it really um, squandered our uh, ability to make collaborations as much. I mean, we did vlogs and stuff still yeah. at times, but uh, like actual videos uh, where we're like sitting down and doing a specific thing, I think. The hotel uh, one was fun. Yeah, that one that was, was really fun. One, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. And I, um, I, for me, I the Twitch streaming has kind of taken my, um, just my attention and all, all of my motivation so far. I've been having a really good time with that. I've, I've seen some very steady growth with that as well. Um, I mean, I became an affiliate, which is like you get, so to become an affiliate, you need 50 followers. You need to average three viewers. Um, you need to stream for 20 hours within 30 day span and you need to stream on at least seven different days. So I met all that stuff. I think, January 5th or something like that. And I'm already now to 72 followers. So just in like a couple weeks, I've already gained 20, you know, 20 followers on Twitch and, um, and constantly having people in the chat talking. And we've had some really deep talks too, like podcast us conversations, like I said. So um, one thing I will say uh, that I've enjoyed that we've kind of had conversations about is not having, not having these like long stretched out goals. We kind of talked about doing it quarterly in the past. I think we had done these like, okay, by the end of 2021, let's, or by the end of 2020, let's have all this stuff done. And I, I think we've still done a little bit of that individually, but even collectively we've had a conversation about, we've realized that sometimes life (laughs) things happen that you're not in control of. So instead of like saying for this entire year we have to do this this and that as much it's like okay how about we make some goals for three months see where things are at and then change some goals or add some goals and stuff like that which i i actually think is really liberating because for instance like one of our goals last year was to get a bunch of guests and Mm. pretty soon into me moving to Chicago, the pandemic hit, and it's like, okay, so how do we do this guest thing, you know? And then if you don't meet your goals, I think sometimes it can feel deflating. So I think giving us the space to uh, see things through instead of being like, okay, a 12-month span, you got to hit this number of stuff. I, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, well, I part of the reason why we did the quarter thing is because of the uncertainty of 2021, because we don't we don't know exactly when we'll be able to get a vaccine. Like that's just kind of a question mark. Yeah. We don't know exactly what the country will look like honestly on a month to month basis right now. So just doing it a little shorter term was something that I think it is good for 2021 specifically, but I also think it's just like it's a good perspective to have because it was always a little difficult to try to map out where you'd want to be in, over the course of a year because you just don't you just don't know that you'll even be doing the same thing. Like last year, Brandon didn't know that in 2021, like like when 2020 started, he had no idea that gaming was going to be such a big part of the content he was creating. Yeah. So like you couldn't map that out. But now that you know that, now you can map out what you want to do specifically gaming in a quarter, not knowing where you'll be in the last quarter of 2021, but then it, it's not as overwhelming to try to decide your goals. Yeah. And I, I do want to say too, like, so for me, a, a big part of this content creation thing has been uh, consistent and, um, to a certain extent, uh, a 
a high quantity of content? How do I do that? And I, I've definitely struggled with that as far as music goes because that's not really my relationship with music. Like music for me has always kind of been, um, and I struggle with this when I was pursuing music even. Like uh, the whole idea was, oh, you're, you know, you want to be writing like 100 songs a year. And I'm like, so I'm going to write 90 shitty songs and then 10 good ones I, <laughs> just for the sake of uh, – you know, making sure that I'm writing a bunch of songs. It doesn't really feel authentic to me. I feel like I should just, if I have inspiration, write that song. And there have been times where I'll start writing a song and it just doesn't, I'm not feeling that song. So I'll set it down and I'll come back to it later. That's just kind of the relationship that I've always had with music. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever push yourself to, to get that creative juice flowing. There have definitely been times when, um, like when we were in college, I had a goal to write at least one song a week and uh, I was doing it uh, for our second semester in college. And there were a couple of times I got to Sunday and I was like, oh, I haven't written a song yet. And I would just sit down until I got one done. And some of my favorite songs came out of that. But for the most part, I really like the inspiration to come to me and, and help create it rather than kind of forcing it upon myself. So as a content creator, you know, writing songs or like doing covers, um, sometimes I'm just not as motivated to, to get in that. But so I was thinking like, what's an avenue that I feel like I can consistently be putting out stuff. And the gaming kind of started as, Oh, I'll make gaming videos for YouTube. But then I just started Twitch streaming and realized that I could kind of like, I'm obviously playing games, but if you come to my Twitch streams, um, you'll see that we have a lot of conversations during the gaming that, you really don't even need to be paying attention to the game. Like I, I've talked to a lot of people who say they don't even watch the gameplay while they're watching my or watching or listening to my live stream. They're just they have it on in the background while they're doing other stuff and they just listen to the conversation. So if you are interested in that kind of stuff, it doesn't even need to be about being interested in in gaming. It's it's really about uh, kind of like hanging out and and talking and doing stuff that we do here. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed that process because it's, it feels so natural to me. And like, as much as I love music, I don't have this because my relationship with music is much about the inspiration, um, kind of coming to me and then me, um, kind of creating something out of whatever I've consumed. Um, I haven't, the motivation feels different. Like the motivation for streaming feels like I want to do it all the time. I I feel this like itch to constantly be doing it, which is a definitely a, a thing I've never felt before. Yeah. And that's, that's the place that you want to be in too, because once you, once doing streaming feels like it's just an extension of what you like of just your day, like, Oh, I just, like it feels so natural. That's the best way to like, none of this stuff should feel like work. That's the reason why I like doing it so much. It's like, if I have to make a decision between going out or making a YouTube video, I like YouTube videos so much that most of the time I'm just why that's just what I want to do, which is the reason why I can I'm able to put out content so much. But the thing that I learned in 2020 was that quantity it, it like I got so carried away with this idea of quantity mm-hmm. on YouTube that it did start being a bad thing. And People talk about, I mean, I'll give Gary Vee as an example. He, he really pushes a lot, like, put out content as much as you possibly can, like quantity, 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 which is a great idea because especially in the beginning, and in the very beginning, we had talked about how even doing the Everything Must Go podcast, we're like, can we do this once every two weeks? Do we have the time? How are we going to do this once every two weeks? And then we started doing it, and we're like, oh, we could easily do this once a week, and then we could do multiple episodes in a week, and then we could each do our own separate videos once a week and do the podcast once a week. And it, it, over time, you just kind of push yourself more and more to figure out what you're capable of. But once you, you get in alignment and you know how to do this, like you, you know how to get content out. I think the next step is to actually make the content better instead of just putting out more content. Yeah. And that's where I think that I went wrong in 2020. I, I, I said 2020 was a very disappointing year for me because on my YouTube channel, I did grow by slightly more than the year prior, but that's actually pretty bad when you consider the fact that normally on YouTube, it's more exponential over time. The fact that I barely grew anymore in 2020 is it's on me because I, I know the reason why is because my videos overall 
went down from the year prior. And it wasn't just because of, I mean, let's be honest, part of it is the pandemic. Like, I, I hate to use it as an excuse, but it was more difficult to do vlog videos because I wasn't doing as much. It was a little more difficult to feel just genuinely as excited because it was hard to feel excited about a lot of things in 2020. So, like, I understand what happened in 2020, but it it, it really was eye-opening to see that just because you think you're working so hard all the time, like the the positive that came for me from my my ER visit was honestly, I got out of there and I was like, huh, I ended up here in the first place because I pushed myself so hard, I got a panic attack, and I, I wasn't feeling <laughs> so good after that. I wonder what happened if I just stepped away from this and just planned on what I should do next based on all the information that I had because I, ha I had never taken that, that moment to sit down and look at all the data and figure out, oh, these are the videos that people like, and these are the videos that I like making, and I just feel, so, I, I, I planned so much better. So I guess, not that I think this is ever uh, an advice show, we do advice every once in a while, but I do think that for anyone who's been creating content for a while, at some point, rethink what you're doing a little bit, especially if you're not seeing the results that you're seeing, it may not be that you're not working hard enough, but it might be actually that you're not working in the most efficient and best manner to actually push you forward. And that's that's what I learned in 2020. Well, a couple things. Number one, I, I, I think that I've said this before, but I do think that 2020 was a year to learn, not not just for content creators, but just for people in general. Like there were a lot of things that we experienced that I think um, we needed to grow from and, and uh, find out how how are we approaching things? Are we doing it in the best way possible? Um, and so that's what I appreciate about the year is like as, as hard as it was and um, as much as it really um, created stagnancy for a lot of us, I think it was also such an eye-opening experience to, to be like, okay, maybe some of us don't have the best approaches uh, mindset-wise when it comes to things. And um, we need to, uh, be able to let things roll off of us or be more patient or, you know, whatever the, the, the case may be. As far as the content creation goes specifically, I think there is a, a natural progression, um, that, uh, I think is effective just based on what I've seen with us a little bit. And that is, like you said, in the beginning, I think it's just about starting to do stuff. Quantity is okay. I think in the beginning, because, you know, if you sit around with a perfectionist mindset of like, I need to make the perfect video, otherwise I can't release anything. A lot of times you don't end up releasing anything. And I think that we also have a very skewed view of what the idea of perfection is because I don't think there is any perfection. Once I've created something, I've, I've come become much more accepting with, I've created this, release it to the world. It's no longer mine. Like, I've now uh, kind of stepped into this threshold where it's anybody else's to to absorb or, you know, critique or whatever. Like um, now how I respond to any of that stuff is is still on me. But um, as far as like once I release it and stuff, I, I've I've kind of found a peaceful mindset of like it's OK that it's it's out there and maybe you think that you could have done better with it and stuff. But I think starting out just creating stuff is is huge but then as you get going and then once you start to uh establish a routine or feel like okay I, I i'm in the flow of doing this i think you can start to rethink some things kind of shape it up you know i i did that big time i think 2018 or 2019 was a year that i started posting stuff on video or on youtube and uh, was just like, I'm just going to post anything and everything. So on my Brandon J. Flippin channel, I had music, I had comedy, I had gaming, I had uh, psychology, like I had all this stuff. And it was like, I'm sure as an audience member, you, you're like, what the hell is this channel? You know what I mean? And then in 2019, I, I got a little bit better with that. Or sorry, in 2020, I got better with that. And I was like, you know what? This Brandon J. Flippin channel is just going to be about music stuff. Um, and I think it helped me, uh, become more efficient with that. Like understand, okay, what am I putting my time into? And then through that, I realized, okay, I see that this is a music channel, but it's getting a little harder for me to keep up with a consistency of music because of my relationship with music. And so 
what is something that I can do more consistently? So then I started doing the Twitch streaming and the gaming stuff. And again, I kind of started that process over again of, I'm just going to do a ton and see what happens. And now that I've started to be, I've been doing this for like, uh, like two months now, I've started to be like, okay, what are some specific things that I can do on stream that I feel good about? So I, you know, I like have this idea of, okay, I'm going to have a just chatting type stream where I'm just, it's like podcast esque that I'll have uh, a, a, you know, a gameplay stream where I'm like playing with friends and people can come and hang out with uh, me and my friends when we're doing this stuff. And then I have a casual gameplay stream where I'm, uh, you know, playing a game that doesn't take a lot of, not to get into the, the weeds of it, but I'm just saying like this natural progression, be patient with yourself in the process. Uh, and this could work for a lot of things. I think sometimes it's just about putting yourself out there, just doing stuff, um, not sitting back and thinking about it too much. Uh, just do it to do it. You might be really rough and uh, raw and uh, it might not be your favorite thing that you've ever done. But I think once you just start doing stuff, you can start to take a step back and reestablish, okay, how, with my identity, how specifically should I be approaching this thing? And and then I think things start to fall into place. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talked about towards the end of, uh, or like, was at the end, or maybe it was the early part of this year, we talked about what the podcast was. like, what, like Because this podcast isn't super niche, so we were just trying to assess, like, what, what are the topics that we, we talk about? And honestly, one of the recurring things in pretty much every single episode that we agreed upon is, it's just about being a content creator. And the journey of doing something like this, where you're putting out regular content and the things that we learn along the way, and... Yeah, 2020 was the year of learning a lot of things. And honestly, it was probably one of the best times to fall hard because there wasn't a lot going on. It was a good time to experiment with things. And over time, it, it's just about refining what you're doing. Like as at, I think both of us, when we first started doing content outside of the podcast, it was just on uh, like anything that kind of popped in our heads that we had any interest in, whether it was skits or uh, it, whether it was commentary, Brandon doing covers, doing originals, me doing reaction videos, whatever popped into my head. And then from doing that, uh, I made a video, the truth about moving to Chicago, that one started getting some views. So I was like, okay, let me do another video on Chicago. And then that one got some views too. And then I was like, Hmm, there's probably something to this because whenever I make a, a, a video that people get a, or that gets a decent amount of views, then when I make another video on that topic, Usually that gets recommended. So I tried doing that and then my channel started getting more subscribers and then I was like, okay, well let me try making some videos in this in this area. But then over time I started doing that and then I got a little bit, um, I felt like I was starting to run into a wall on doing those topics. So then I tried to adjust it again, but then I, f I got too disorganized on what my channel was about. So then I had to kind of hone it back in. And then now you see the more refined version of my channel based on all of the information of the past. But that's the important part is if you're able to be consistent with this stuff, actually pay attention to the things that are going on because your audience is telling you what it wants you to put content, content out on. But you also have to be careful because you can tell if you are feeling good about this stuff because after a while, I, I, I can flat out say this, when I was making videos on Chicago, when I wasn't that enthused on it, my watch time wasn't as good and the videos wouldn't get recommended. And that was because I didn't care anymore. And I didn't even, maybe, maybe like to say I didn't care anymore at all is an exaggeration, but I didn't care enough and I wasn't going to be as successful doing that thing. So eventually it is going to, it's going to catch up to you if you're not doing things the right way. So you got to pay attention to both what your audience likes and also what you like doing and then find a way to merge those ideas and, and be able to find a way to also keep it fresh so you're not backed into a corner like I feel so much more free on my channel even though technically what I was doing at the end of 2020 was almost just like whatever I felt like doing again I feel more free now because I know the exact like framework in which I'm working in yeah and uh, I I do really think that I I say this a lot but I, I do think a lot of this comes with a certain amount of patience I think that you know if you would have gone into any of these things, if I would have gotten into any of these things just feeling like we should have it figured out right away, I'm sure it would have felt very 
deflating to realize that we don't, you know, to realize that we've got a long ways to go before we even understand, uh, you know, the tip of the iceberg of, of what it is that we want to do and what it is that we're doing. Um, not that like our stuff is super complex, but I, I do think there are layers to like, what am I, what is my identity as a content creator? What is my identity as a person? Like how, how do I want those to, to merge? Uh, you know, how, how do, um, you know, if I, if I cultivate an audience or a community, how are they seeing me? Um, and is that an image that I'm okay with, uh, or should I make adjustments? You know, I think a big part of that, uh, was, was, uh, on display with your journey through like the making the Chicago videos, you know, uh, I, I remember so many live streams, people coming in and being like, Hey, so I've got a minimum wage job. Will I be able to live in Chicago? And just like these specific Chicago, um, questions. And I, I always wondered, I was like, is he, is he like, does he get bothered by this ever? Um, because I, I knew that I think your aspirations, um, were a little broader than just, um, you know, being the guy that people can come ask questions about with Chicago, you know? And, but I think that that's not to downplay that process. Like, I, I think it's important that you went through that and, and you found, um, out that, okay, I need to readjust how I'm approaching or at least, um, what I'm, what I'm creating and stuff. I, I think that, that, that can go for things in life as well. Like I, you know, I think that when I went to school, for instance, um, it was very important for me to spend like that year in Rochester. Really. I remember we had a conversation where I was like, I just need a year without making any big time decisions where I'm just like finding myself. Um, and you know, we still did the podcast and I was still in school and I was still working and stuff, but, um, but it was a huge year for me to really figure out who I was and take my time in that, you know, not feel like, you know, uh, I need to have it figured out and I need to go this specific path. If I, if I branch off from this path at all, I'm screwed. I think having a little, uh, wiggle room with yourself, um, can be really valuable and, um, allowing yourself the ability to fail. You know, I, a lot of this stuff kind of gets into the cliche territory, you know, you're going you're gonna to fall, get, pick yourself back up. But I think that it, uh, you really get to see it on display as you develop and, and um, are faced with the adversity of the real world. It's um, it's not black and white a lot of things. You know, you you go into things thinking it's going to be one thing and it ends up being a completely different thing. So why would we think that <laughs> anything that we do is just going to be a very strict um, – stringent, uh, this is exactly how it's going to work out. You know, it, it's, it's rarely ever that way. And I think, uh, it's important to keep that in mind so that you're not, um, feeling stuck in things and, and, and are capable of, um, rolling with and adapting to whatever happens. So let me ask you this. Since we started everything must go podcast in April of 2018, with the exception of the first few episodes which fell under a little bit of a different structure because we like, i went to germany and brandon I, I i like basically in the very first four episodes i think we really had no idea what what we were doing so i don't even really count those in terms of how this podcast has been structured in terms of it being like a weekly show this is the longest break we ever took we we've haven't released an episode since i believe it's december 8th of 2020 Anything that you learned during that time away from the Everything Must Go podcast, since this was like the first time we did something like this? Well, I think we had flirted with the idea of it, but I think that I, I came to realize it as well as the, the podcast is sort of a refuge to me. Like, I feel like hmm. when I think about the roots of the podcast, um, it in its intention, it was really you and I have these long conversations on the phone, let's record them basically. And obviously getting into it, you and I both have creative vision and want to create something nice. So I think we took those phone calls and then kind of added structure to them with these scripts and uh, these um, very directed 
uh, I mean, they weren't as directed. We just had like an outline of like, okay, let's ask this question, this question, this question, this question, and then we'll just have a conversation based on those questions and based on one specific to- specific topic. Um, but with that, obviously, that that wasn't really um, like if you think about how the podcast started, that much structure even wasn't really what uh, built the Everything Must Go podcast. Again, it was just two friends having conversations about things. Um, And I think that now, but we needed that. I'm going to get there. My thoughts are a little frazzled, but um, we needed that in the beginning because neither of us were really doing anything specifically with content. Again, this is a natural development. We just needed something to let's get going. And I think both of us you need, needed to find our footing within this content creation world. It helped you with YouTube. It helped me with YouTube. It helped get me back into music. It helped a lot of things uh, get the ball rolling. And then as we realized, okay, now that the ball is rolling in our individual courts, you with your YouTube life, Chicago lifestyle and, and uh, different stuff uh, that you're creating me with my music and now my gaming and Twitch stream. Like we each have our own thing that we are uh, a lot more grounded in and feel good about. Now I, I think I realized this more and more as we took the time off. Like I just miss having a conversation with my friend and not, you know, just like showing up and just, let's have a chat about what we're experiencing and what we're going through the, the way that we see the world. Let's just talk, you know, and, 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 you know, even sitting here today, obviously, I don't know if you feel, I feel rusty, you know, in front of the mic and, and talking about this stuff, but it feels good. Like, it feels like I really needed this vent, you know, I really needed to just talk about some things on my mind. Um, and even though maybe our conversation seems very driven in content creation and 2021 specifically, um, it does feel like, oh, I'm letting some things out right now. And so I, I view the podcast as less a content creation project and more a, this is the place, this is my safe space. I can go to, to hang out with my friend and have a conversation and almost let any sort of stressors that come from my life or content creation specifically, this is the place where I can go and feel comfortable. I don't know if if that makes sense. I feel that the podcast to me now in like in the time off, it really does feel like this is the place that I go to compose my thoughts and to just, it's like, even though we talk about things, not every one of our phone calls, we really talk about content creation. We could, mm-hmm. sometimes we just talk about the James Harden trade or whatever, Yeah, whatever's going on that week. And, but when we actually sit down and have the, the our conversations here, we tend to go on more of the, the deeper side of some of this stuff. And it's actually just really helpful to, to just hear the perspectives and sometimes even just to hear myself speak. Yeah. actually is kind of helpful. So I just, I have a new appreciation to the fact that it's just a really great place to have these types of conversations. And yeah, we both agreed that the podcast itself, if we just promoted that a bunch, it's probably not the best use of our time because we should probably be focused on our own individual endeavors, making them as big as possible. And then we'll be able to bring people to the everything must go podcast. I totally understand that part of it, but I, I mean, I think we we probably had a slight thought of, do we really need to do the podcast anymore? Like, we've got all of our other... We're, we're so busy with other things. It's not the thing that gets us all the followers. You know, what's the point? But I, to me, it's not even a question. This is actually one of the most valuable things that we do. And if, and if anything, it was kind of weird for me not being able to say, oh, new new episode out this week. Like, there's just something about even the structure of every Sunday we get together and we just we meet for a few hours Usually we just like we, we, we meet, we talk for 30 minutes, then we record the episode, then we hang out for like a little bit afterwards, and then that's it. And uh, there, there's there's just something that feels kind of nice about doing this. It's almost like having another job, but a job that you really like, like a, like a job that's like a fun job. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, 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 I really did miss that part of it and just stepping away from for about a month. And yeah, there's not a question that. I want to continue doing this. I mean, I don't think the Everything Must Go podcast will go on forever, obviously. Uh, we talked about before, if we have kids in the future, 
together, obviously, because we're going to adopt a kid together, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, if we have if we have kids in the future, uh, we even talked about maybe having them take over the Everything Must Go podcast, which was a joke, but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I But I, I do think that um, I, I feel good about it, too. I And I think maybe you could make an argument objectively that the podcast isn't what it used to be, you know, where we don't come to the table with – uh, you know, we're going to talk about um, chemistry versus compatibility. Like we still have those conversations, but it's not like here's a whole episode about this philosophical topic. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down to each individual thing that we can think of. Um, and now it's more just a- about two friends having a conversation. But I almost feel like because of those other things that we're doing, we don't need that anymore. Like the podcast was that for uh a certain portion of our of our time and content creation until we found our footing and our identity in our stuff and as those things took off and to be to be frank I'm glad this happened because as much as I want to uh, become successful with you like we both need to be independent of one another you know what I mean like we can't I don't want us to have to uh, rely on each other uh, to, to get anywhere I want us to enhance each other and help each other and stuff but it's nice to um have found our footing and other things and be like okay now this is a place that we can still have those conversations but there's not this pressure to make this podcast a um a a certain like our our leading uh what's what on a train the the lead i know the caboose is the end but is the conductor (laughs) i don't fucking know (laughs) I don't know. It's I, I not, used to be a big train guy, but I'm, I'm a, a little. Uh, I'm a rusty. huge train guy, but I, I I forgot my terms. All right, um, but yeah, like we don't need the podcast to be the leader anymore. You know, we can each be our own leaders, and then we can come here and um, kind of unwind within this. That's that's how it it sort of feels for me, and um, and I I don't know it. I I'm just glad to be back in it and. Um, excited to see some of the conversations that we'll have this year. Cause I think that 2021 is just as up in the air as any year. Like I have no idea how this year is going to shake out. And we also talked about the podcast sort of being like a documentary of our life in a way where we get to hear what we were going through or, or just have conversations about the things that we're experiencing. And um, it's pretty nice. Like it, it that wasn't necessarily the design, but it's sort of a cherry on top of it all. It's like, oh yeah, if I want to know what I was thinking back in April of uh, 2018, we got a podcast for it. You know, I can go listen to it and see what I thought. Yeah, that's absolutely an awesome part of doing this is being able to just have all this recorded. And that's something that I, for my channel, at the end of last year, I was almost, it almost felt like I was doing like a lot of things they're almost redundant of the Everything Must Go podcast. And I was like, I don't even need to do that because I have this great thing called the Everything Must Go podcast where I can talk about, like, for example, I think the idea of doing a niche YouTube channel, like, it freaks me out because it feels like I'm boxing myself in. I hate that idea. But then I've realized I'm not boxed into anything that I do. First off, I can do whatever I want. And second off, I have the Everything Must Go podcast, which is, like, the least niche thing ever. Like, yes, is it about being a content creator? absolutely is about being a friend absolutely is about guys in the midwest yes but i mean we talk about so many different things in this channel i'm just like i don't even need to talk about trending topics on my main channel if i want to talk about it i can but like i always have this platform to talk about all of that stuff if i can't get it in on my main channel and that's actually also a really really nice thing about having this and i love like I, i take a lot of um inspiration in terms of my my content on the idea of documenting like documenting is something that is makes doing youtube really fun for me and when we were talking about how this podcast is literally like a documentary of our lives because you hear so many things that we're thinking on a weekly basis i was like yeah i i i guess i didn't think of it that way but it's absolutely true if i don't make a a if not all my videos fall under that documentary style thing, if like sometimes I'm just making a vlog that's kind of goofy, like this podcast is going to cover so many of the things that I'm doing. So that that's another thing that I, I had realized that's really valuable about this is like it literally, 
allows me to make content on things that I don't feel like make sense on my main channel. Yeah, I that's actually a really good point. It's it's almost like it takes a little pressure off us in terms of uh, perfectionistic. Uh, is that a word? I have no idea. Uh, perfectionism. Uh, I don't. Even, I'm making up words here. <laughs> uh, point of view because anything that we that might like bleed out of our our own individual stuff, we can kind of bring to the table here and be like. You know, maybe I wanted to talk about something on my Twitch stream and I didn't get to or I didn't get the full conversation through um, and I can bring it to the table here. Um, You know, I think that that's a nice thing because I don't think I had that before either. Almost in the opposite way where the podcast was the place I could have a bunch of conversations. And I remember sometimes we would have conversations and there were things I wish I would have said in the podcast. But now I feel like with my own individual stuff, it it can kind of work either way where like, let's say I'm doing a Twitch stream and a conversation that we've talked a lot about lately is um, like love and which is something we talk about a lot, relationships and stuff. And specifically the idea of, uh, you know, monogamy and, and ending up with one person. When I have the stream, sometimes I might not say all the thoughts I want to say. I can bring it to the podcast. Or if we have a podcast and we have a conversation about this, this, and that, I can, and I don't say everything I realize I wanted to say, I can bring it to my Twitch stream and have the conversation about it, which is really nice because I don't know if you're this, I, I think you're this way, but like if I feel like I didn't say everything that I wanted to say, it kind of gnaws at me a little bit. Like I feel like, God damn it, I didn't get I didn't articulate it exactly the way that I wanted it. And that's why I started doing the podcast reflections on my Instagram channel and then we started doing it together. But sometimes I don't know. It just gives the opportunity to have that. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm fine with everything that I said and it's good. But in the times where there are some bleed out from whatever it is that I'm talking about or creating or whatever. It is nice to have a place to come and and uh, patch up whatever hole was left. Yeah, it's awesome to have that because I, I do feel the same way where there's times where something trending is going on. I'm like, oh, I need to hop on and, uh, on my YouTube channel and do a live show. And that's kind of what was happening is the, the one thing that is stressful when you don't know exactly what your ch- YouTube channel is about is – you almost feel more pressure because you feel like, well, maybe I, maybe I should talk about this. It's like a trending topic. But once you realize that, that 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 that's not actually something that you cover on your channel, you're like, ah, I don't need to worry about. It. I can I can like focus on what I do best. I can focus on what I do well. It's like there's I've been watching a lot of these uh, baseball YouTubers. Like they just talk about baseball, and I'm like, that actually would be kind of nice. Like I love baseball. I like going on there. I know that's always going to be about baseball, and for them. They don't have to worry about when a big basketball trade happens because that's not baseball. So they don't talk about that. And if they want to talk about it, they make another platform where they just talk about basketball. Like it's kind of, uh, it's kind of nice to not have to worry about covering everything on my main channel because I have this here. And we, we always, uh, experiment on this channel with doing like, uh, reviews of things. We will throw in advice every once in a while. We'll do little like, uh, like, quizzes that kind of stuff which we'll definitely do more of that in 2021 like we're not gonna stop doing that because i think we both really enjoy doing that well and i don't want to give off the impression like oh podcast is just something i come to and i ship it in you know i'm just like i don't really care about it it's just kind of a place to just kind of talk um you know i definitely i i care about this i care about the 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 product still being of a quality that i uh, appreciate and enjoy um, it's just that that product feels like a refuge to me. So it feels like a place I can, I can let loose and unwind a little bit. Um, but I still imagine us doing some of those fun things. Like we still have segments that we can do. And, you know, it's not like the things that we have made for ourselves, uh, throughout the years of this podcast can't still come to the table and be part of it. It's just, um, I think, I think the thing that's changed the most is our approach, is our mindset towards our creations and um, where they stand within our um, 
within our framework of content creation. And I think at some point we probably will get guests again in 2021. It's just, you know, we talked about probably not going to be any guests in the first quarter of this year. So if there are any, it would be like a, like a pleasant surprise, but we're just not focusing on guests on the show in the future. I don't think we'll ever be like super focused on guests, but I, I would like to definitely get guests because I think that one, and that's a way to grow a podcast as we've seen by plenty of other uh, YouTubers and podcast uh, teams out there, if you want to call them teams. Um, so I, I do want to get some, some guests, especially cause there's a lot of cool people in this city. But as of right now, I think, I think we're the uh, everything must go power uh, powerhouses, powerhouses here. Powerhouses. Hey, we could just say the powerhouse <laughs> because we're the, the podcast is a collective thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I one thing I want to say I think we've said it before is the bottom line is, um, we still have full time jobs. <laughs> I think we've said this a lot of times. We still have full-time jobs. We don't do this content creation um, for a living. Now we're both starting to make some money off of it, which is actually, now I think about it, that's really cool. That No, it's awesome, yeah. And, um, like I've made music, or <laughs> I've made money off of music. <laughs> I've made music off of money before. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I kind of have. <laughs> like I had money and then I like bought a microphone and then I made music from it. But anyways, um, it... it <laughs> that is true. You did make music out of money, technically. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was we trying to say. We made this podcast out of money, too. Yeah, yep. We're making stuff out of money left uh, and right. <laughs> See, money makes things. It's true. Including happiness. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying is, like, we do have to, as much as... Because, okay, I, I'm starting to get sick of the... Like, I agree with this sentiment, but the idea of, like, well, just do something because it makes you happy. Yes, 100%. But if you are going to take things seriously, I think there is – it's not as black and white as, oh, just do what makes you happy. Like, you – a lot of things make me happy, but I can't do everything all the time. Like, I always want to be there for people that I care about. Sometimes I want to be there for people I don't even know, but, like, tell me their problems, and I want to be there for them. But I can't. I literally can't. I don't have the time for that. So it's not as black and white as just being like, oh, just, you know, just do exactly what makes you happy. Everyone that's successful just does that. I'm like, you don't even fucking know what they do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But anyways, I think it's we are very open and honest with you about our process of like thinking through these things and thinking about how to be efficient because our time is valuable. We have a lot of stuff going on. And so we need to think about, okay, how much time are we going to put in the podcast? How much time are we going to put into our own individual things? How much time am I going to put into music versus streaming? How much time am I going to put into, you know, socialite, like all this stuff. We actually have to think about it because we take this stuff seriously. We, we are ambitious. We want this stuff to work out. And so I just wanted to be clear with that. It's like, it, there, there are, many more layers to just be like, why are you even thinking about any followers at all? It's just like, I don't let that run my motivation. Um, I would say I'm even less motivated by that than Steven is. Oh, yeah. um, but it's not like I don't pay attention to that at all. Any person that is a creator that shares something with the world is going to care a little bit about the external validation because guess what? If you're a musician and you're trying to make a livelihood out of being a musician, you need to make money. And to make money, you need people to listen to your fucking music. Okay, so I just... I don't even know why I got I got no, passionate I, about this, but I'm just saying there's layers to it. So if it sounds like we're t going over the top, just do what you love. It is doing what we love, but we're also thinking smart about it. I, I don't know how we've never really – we've talked about elements of this before, but I feel we never really honed in on that idea as much. But I do get really frustrated when someone says, you know, don't worry about the numbers. Just do it because you love it. I don't understand – I feel like most people who say that stuff – have never been successful at probably the thing that they wish that they were successful at. Because if you really, really want to be successful at something, of course you have to care about that kind of thing. Like, it it drives me nuts. This is the reason why when I get advice on things, like, sometimes I feel like a dick because I'm just like, I, I almost don't care about your advice. But a lot of the times, I'm like, do I is that person really doing something that either I want to be doing or that 
like I respect so much that I think that they should be weighing in on how I'm going to live my life. No. A lot of times, no. I'm sorry. I don't care if you're twice my age. I, I just, I don't care. I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say, but there's a good chance I'm going to be like, yeah, that's, no, I, I disagree. It's like, when we do this kind of stuff, we do it because, yes, we do love doing it, but we also, like, we do want to be successful at it. Like, I don't ever want anyone to think, like, that we're just content by not being really successful on this type of stuff. Like, no, absolutely. We both believe that we can be really successful at this type of thing and our individual projects. And like, I don't like speaking for Brandon. Brandon doesn't like speaking for me, but I think we, we pretty much have agreed on that, that for a long time is like, we do this stuff because we love it. And we think that this is stuff that we can be good at. And we are good at this. That thing too. Like, I don't think it's just a we have potential. Yes, I agree. We do have potential. And of course, we can be way better and we will get better. But I think that this is something that I, I I like and I'm proud of that we do because I think that we have some message to say on our content that I think people should hear. I, and I do feel that way. And that doesn't mean we should ever strive to not be better. We should be better. Why do you think I bought um, some new equipment here? Like if I wasn't, if I just did it because I loved it, I would just be like, doesn't matter that it doesn't look the best because I'd love doing it. No, that's actually not okay. It's like I'm really critical when my videos are out of focus or the lighting is bad because that's un that's unacceptable. That's probably the reason I got this new camera. My old camera would always have focusing issues and it pissed me off. So I'm like, instead of just sitting here and feeling like I can't get to where I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put an investment in this. I'm gonna get a, a new camera and I'm gonna get a new camera that works for my YouTube channel as well. I, I, I'm really glad that you brought this up because it drives it, it does absolutely drive me up the wall when people are like, dude, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, just just continue to do it because you love it. Yes, of course, I'm going to continue doing it because I love it. But it doesn't also mean the fact that, like, I'm I want to be better. I want to improve. And like, if the numbers aren't there, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I'm going to keep moving forward. I I think that well here I, I, I will say, I guess it is. I don't want to come across like it's not okay if you just do this only because you you uh, just kind of feel like doing it. That's mm -hmm. fine. I'm saying we do it because we feel like doing it. We love it. And we hope that one day we can be successful at it. So with that added desire to our ambition, um, we need to think about things. We need to be efficient with stuff. And um, it's more than just relying on luck to, to make it like, I think there always is a certain amount of luck to becoming successful, but the way that we have kind of cultivated our approach is the more, the more that we, uh, the better that we create and the more that we create, the more opportunities for that luck to hit could happen or just for over time, um, us to, to, to build certain things. And so I think it's pretty unrealistic to act like you don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Um, like I think you even see it too, when it, when people who get super lucky, uh, become successful, they don't know how to handle the success because they haven't spent time thinking about if I get to that point, what am I going to do with myself? You know, how am I, where's my identity in it? And, and so you, you see a lot of people kind of fall by the wayside or, you know, have mental breakdowns in the public sphere and stuff. You know, I, I think part of our stuff is building, not that we're perfect. I'm not saying that at all. And not that, you know, we're incapable of having moments where we, um, you know, our weaknesses show in the public sphere. But it's just like some of this stuff is important for us to have conversations about. And I think it's pretty unrealistic and ignorant to just be like, Oh, it's as simple as just do this. Uh, though everybody I saw, even though I don't know them personally and don't know what it took for them to get there, they just did it cause they loved it. It's just like, uh, is that all that happened? It, if like a Bo Burnham situation happened where he made a couple videos, um, and then posted it on the internet for like his aunts and uncles. And then it got huge. That did happen. And then after that, he had to start thinking about what kind of an artist he wanted to be. And it wasn't just making videos on YouTube anymore. In fact, people wanted him to just keep making videos on YouTube. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do something bigger as an artist. 
and he had to thing through his stuff and he went to school still and like he i don't know it's just there are more layers to it and so all, all i'm saying is um this is part of our process and so we you know maybe for some people who are on the outside looking in they're like well these guys are thinking too much about it i think that i appreciate the thought that goes into this stuff i think it is it is very driven by the fact that we love this stuff and we care about this stuff. Um, and through that comes more layers. So I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox and stop being redundant. At this hey. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Final thought. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time since I heard final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are as much as 2021 is going to be a year of surprises. I have no idea what, what this year is going to hold. I am very much looking forward to, um, having the same conversation in 2022 to see what 2020 led into 2021 and uh, so forth. Like this is what I love about where my life is at is I feel like before I was just kind of coasting and now I'm like really excited to see how things pan out. Like as I'm pursuing these things, as I'm striving to be a better person, a better content creator, uh, a better musician, like all this stuff, I'm very excited to see um how it how it all plays out and continuing to to grow uh what about you final thoughts i'm i I don't have too many final thoughts i just want to say it feels really good to be back doing everything must go podcast again and i'm excited about 2021 and i'm happy 2020 is gone so 2021 it's the year of everything must go it is the year of the emg pod Woo! I, don't, I forgot how audio works. I, I, I yeah, it's probably going to sound real great. <laughs> Perfect. All right, awesome. Well, jeez, uh, I don't even know how to outro this anymore. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to uh, keep up with us on social media, the podcast is at EMGPod on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Brandon J. Flippin on Twitter and Instagram. He is at Stephen Russell B. Make sure you check out his YouTube channel, Stephen Russell B. I've now got... Uh, Brandon J. Flippin on YouTube and then on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Flippin Gaming. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, you can email the podcast. Uh, everything must go. Wait, what is it? EMGpod at gmail.com. Yes, e- EMGpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Holy crap. And then if you want to call and leave a voicemail, 513 427 EMG5. Again, that's 513 427 EMG5. We will see you next time. Take it easy, everybody.